Hello, and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. There's something charming about the actor Josh Hutcherson. You know what I mean? You know who I'm talking about. You know him from The Hunger Games or my personal favorite, The Future Man series, which was just so weird and so perfect. You really need to watch it. But I've chatted with Josh a few times now, and I always leave our conversations feeling A, like I just spoke with someone way cooler than me, and B, that we're friends, which, I mean, is the mark of a movie star, right? But we're not friends. Let me just make that clear right now. But he makes you feel that way. It's like that charm. And I know I'm not alone in feeling this way because the internet is just as charmed by him. I mean, there is a literal picture of him licking his phone (laughs) that has become the go-to meme to indicate thirst or whenever you're turned on. I just... You got to Google it because it's one of the best pictures I've ever seen of any celebrity ever. And when the Internet reacts to you in that way, you have career longevity like they love you. They will always be there for you. Speaking of his career, one thing is for sure about Josh Hutchinson. He isn't going to do anything that you think he should do. He could have gone on to do roles, letters similar to the Hunger Games, you know, big movies, franchise stuff. But instead, he focused on doing different stuff, more unique, and sometimes, yes, weird. And his two recent projects are indicative of this. I mean, he's they're, they're diverse. His, his resume is so diverse. The first one we're talking about and we chat about today is The Beekeeper, which, frankly, is just fun. He plays this, like, evil crypto billionaire conning elderly people out of their savings, and he has to contend with Jason Statham, who's a beekeeper out to get revenge (laughs) i mean the whole premise is wild but it is such a fun fun movie it's not the normal movie that i would be into but i had so much fun watching it and his other recent film which was the hit five nights at freddy's it's based on a popular game and it's about this guy down on his luck who takes a job at like a Chuck E. cheese type arcade as a security guard and things get very weird it had a huge opening and Currently, it's streaming on Netflix. You really should watch it because it's one of those horror movies that is accessible for all types of people because it is PG-13, but it's also just like weird. And our conversation about it, about both of these films, is just fun, actually. And I had to bring up to Josh, I had, even though I know he knows this, he's not on social media a lot, but I had to bring up to him that gay Twitter in particular is obsessed with him. And I even showed him AI pictures of him that went viral on social media that are just... So absurd. I don't not I don't like AI, but this moment in AI was actually very fun. So, well, you'll hear it. It's it's a fun chat. You're going to be so charmed by Josh. I just know it. You I'm he's going to be as charmed as I was by Josh. So, let's get into it. Go on and grab a snack because I'll be right back with Josh Hutchinson. BP added more than 70 billion dollars to the US economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it's nice to see you again. We spoke. Yeah, likewise. A couple years ago, I forget what the project even was that we spoke about, but it's been a while. It's been a while. This is this is my first interview that I've done in in quite some time. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that because I've been talking with. I mean, I'm friendly with your team and I love them and uh, they're very nice. And we've been talking for months because of the strike and hoping that like once the strike <laughs> ended, we could talk about yeah. you know five nights and all these different things. But of course, it just kept yeah. going and going and going. How does it feel to be it took a minute back talking about your work? It feels really good. You know, it's it's funny. Like obviously, I've been doing this job for many years, and um, I uh, definitely have. I, I, like many actors, press has never been like my favorite thing in the world. And it's like this part of the job that's like part of it, but you know, it's not why you do it. Um, So in a way, when, when the strike was happening and I couldn't do press at first, I was like, Oh wow, this is kind of (laughs) nice. But then as it was getting closer to the release of Freddy's and stuff, it started to feel very weird. And I was like, I need to tell people I need, (laughs) I need to talk about this project. And I realized how much of a, of a part uh, of what I do, it is telling people about it and doing interviews and talking about the process and the character and the world and everything. And, and I realized how much I, uh, I missed it. Yeah. And so it's nice to, it's nice to be able to, to talk about things again. Cause it's kind sure. of, I mean, in a weird way too, especially for a movie, like, I mean, we'll talk about, I have questions about five nights, but like, I was going to start yeah. with beekeeper, but one of the things I was thinking was like, you know, it's, it's such an interesting film and it's funny and it's a horror film and all these different things that like, you kind of want to be a part of the conversation. That's the fun of the movie is that it's a fun movie to talk about, you know? Absolutely. It is. And I I think too, like with, with the FNAF world, like, you know, the, the the fan base is is rabid with that. And then, you know, to be able to kind of talk with them about it and engage with that kind of fan base was something that I was robbed of rightfully so. Cause we had, you know, important things to get done with the strike and everything, but but you know, I'm uh, I'm happy to be able to to talk about it again. And obviously beekeeper as well. That was a crazy experience. So that's a, yeah, I did a few fun things. You did. I'm excited did. To, to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, well, beekeeper. Let's start with beekeeper. So it, yeah. I, I'll admit, it's not. I mean, you know, I'm one of those people that like, I'm, I'm like the gay dude who goes to Disney movies. So like, the beekeeper necessarily <laughs> is not necessarily <laughs> the one that I think about. Although when you see the cast, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, like this is this is actually kind of fun and and like interesting in a way. And the premise of it is so wild and so sort of like something I had never really thought about. For a movie, what about it did you respond to? I mean, I responded to a few elements of it. Um, you know, I think that uh, number one, I think David Ayer is like an, an insanely talented director, and I think that he does really wild stuff where he really walks a fine line tonally with making things that resonate emotionally and are grounded in some truth, but then also are very heightened in the action world and, and absurd. And so, working with him, you know, was was a big draw for me. And then. I think the idea of like an, an older lady getting scammed by some internet troll and then Jason Statham coming out of retirement as a beekeeper to like hunt down the people responsible. That's like, yeah. that's just a, it's a batshit idea for like a movie. And so yeah. I think that for me, it was fun to kind of be a part of something that was elevated in that way. And then also to get the chance uh, to play a character that's not, I'm not the first guy you would call a lot of times to play this sort of out of his mind billionaire drug addict crazy villain yeah. um so for me kind of getting an opportunity to to step out and, and do something different like that was it was a big draw as well yeah i mean the 
the sort of, you know, the relatability of the story actually is what is sort of fascinating to me is because like, mm-hmm. it is a, you're right. It's batshit in a way. Like the premise yeah. is batshit, but also how many of us have wanted to like get revenge when we hear that story of someone taking advantage of, or of like a big company coming after someone and like, you know, hurting the little guy kind of thing. Like there's, there's a oh, yeah. bit of a populist sentiment to the film in a way, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing is this actually happened to my great grandma. Really? My great grandma had like a hardcore scam that basically like long, it's a very long story and very funny, but long story short, someone had called my grandma, my great grandma pretending to be my little brother and pretending that he had gotten put in jail because he got pulled over after having too much champagne at a wedding and he needed bail money to get out of jail And so they convinced my 92 year old grandma to get in her car in Kentucky and drive to Walmart at like midnight and buy a bunch of like Apple gift cards and then like scratch them off and give like, and it was just like, it's so messed up. And then my poor grandma called my brother and was like, I can't keep this secret any longer. My brother's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no. And I was like, yo, grandma's ride or die though. Like she was like, I got your back. I will go to Walmart at midnight and buy the gift cards to bail you out. But it was just like, yeah, of course we like that. That kind of stuff pisses anybody off that has a heart. And yeah. Jason, Jason Statham is the wrong guy to piss off in this situation. Yeah, totally. And also, yeah. I mean, if I was in your family, I'm sorry, like your grandma sounds amazing and she is ride or die. Oh, but she's I, incredible. I feel yes. like I'd feel like I'd call you first, though. I feel like if yeah. I was if yeah. I was if I was running a scam, I'd probably call you first. <laughs> but still. that's 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 what my brother said, too. He's like, Josh, we know that if something like that ever happened, you're the first call. I'm like, yeah, yeah I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. No, but also, I love that. I love that grandma felt there's like a beauty. It's, it's just it, when when people play on emotion and yeah and mental facilities and that kind of thing it's just it's not it's it's messed up obviously any kind of scamming is 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 messed up but when you when you attack the vulnerable yeah i get it i get it if if i was jason statham i would you know totally i'd I'd handle the situation differently well and that's the thing is that like i mean not to be crude or anything but the people who do that are like literally the assholes of the world like they are the scum of the earth in terms of taking advantage of people like your grandma and other people and in the film what's so exciting with jason but also just sort of like seeing your interactions and how sort of evil you are in situations too Mm -hmm. it's satisfying to see like you know (laughs) someone just do something about it. You know what I mean? Like to really go after someone in that way. I mean, did you respond to that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, anytime you get like a clear villain and a hero, maybe, you know, he does some things that are questionable, but when you have the clear villain and you want to see that guy or girl taken down, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it is very satisfying to feel we can create a world in cinema where it's clear who the bad guys and the good guys are, and we can make the bad guys get taken down. And that does feel really good as an audience. And it feels like there is some form of justice in this crazy world that we live in. Especially right now, especially right now, like movies like this, I think are exactly what we kind of want to be seeing. Cause I, I want someone to be taken out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I want some form of justice, whatever please, that looks like. Give it, give, it, yeah. give it to me in any way. No, but yeah. how did it feel? Cause you haven't done a lot of like evil characters before. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I know evil is really fun to play. I mean, I interviewed Melissa McCarthy and she was like, yeah, p- playing Corella is incredible because it's just fun to be yeah. evil. But like, did you respond to that? Like, did you have fun being evil? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a great time being evil. I mean, I think too, like Derek's brand of evil is a uh, very specific. And you know, when I first came on board of the project, um, I was talking with David Ayer about the character and originally Derek was written as this like 
you know, three piece suit, very buttoned up mm. dapper kind of criminal. Um, and just in conversations with David and sort of his take on me taking over and becoming Derek, we sort of leaned into this quasi like crypto bro tech douchebag kind of character that, wow. you know, it's a very specific kind of, of bad guy that I haven't really seen portrayed before. Um, and so that, that was really fun to get to sort of explore that and build that out with, with David. Yeah, definitely. And also like just working with like Jeremy Irons. I mean, there's like so many incredible, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Irons, like, come on. Like, yeah. That, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like, that's not Mufasa, whatever he was in Lion King. Like that's scary. Yeah. Like he's scary. Scar. Like, he's, yeah, scar. He's scary. Yeah. You know, like, no, he is. And it was, it was fun too for me. Cause you know, in, in this movie, the dynamic is very much like I kind of boss him around and, and, you know, treat him like shit. And that's, you know, it's fun to get to go to like a powerhouse actor like Jeremy Irons and you're the one that's like wearing the pants in the situation kind yeah. of thing. Um, so that was, that was a lot of fun to to get to play with for sure. Are they, I mean, you have a history with like action films and like these kind of movies, but like when you go into a film like this, do you immediately go, am I going to have to work out? Like, do you immediately start getting like <laughs> a little sort of like, I want the job, but kind of thing. Cause that's how I would respond. Yeah. I mean, not for this, you know, I, I think that Derek was not a very, uh, yeah, you didn't have much. his physicality. Yeah. His physicality wasn't, wasn't a big part of it. You know, I wasn't running around and shooting up people and doing all kinds of fight sequences. You know, there's kind of, yeah. for me, there was one big, you know, action sequence really. But, uh, but in general, I, I look forward to the physicality of roles and, and, you know, right now, like health has become in the last couple of years, just like a super priority for me. Um, and, and it feels really good to just be prepared and ready yeah. for whatever roles or whatever life might throw at you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even with something like this, it's like, even if you're not doing much, just sort of the scope of an action film. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. bigger on a lot of levels. You know what I mean? It just feels like a it bigger is. than like an emotional drama, if you will. So like, that, yeah, that seems like a different sort of even just acting experience. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, you know, I, I kind of approach all of the movies that I do and shows that I do from a similar place and process uh, as an actor. Um, but I do think, you know, for example, there's a, there's a very long sequence in this film at, at the end of the movie and we, it's kind of like three scenes that we sort of shot all as one. Um, cause it sort of cuts away to other moments and then cuts back to our scene. And those were like, you know, 15 minute long takes. And that was physically exhausting because my character is in like a crazy state of spiraling and yeah. becoming violent and more agitated. And like after a 15 minute take of that and David would, you'd be like, okay, no cut. Let's like go back to one reset, reset. And you're just like, I'm about to pass out, man. Like it's, you know, yeah. it's intense, but it, it, it really, forces you to find other ways when your physicality can't take you there. You have to kind of find new performance entrances and stuff. And yeah, so it's very challenging, but yeah, it, it it's a big scope uh, for this, for this movie for sure. It's, it's a big one. Definitely. Well, the other film that like I was kind of obsessed with, we talked about it a little bit was five nights at Freddy's. It was, mm -hmm. I was so excited when I was talking with your team about interviewing you for it, if the strike had ended. And I was really excited to sort of just see the film. It just, it's just one of those films that I love because there's a picture of me as a kid, I think at my birthday party, and it's just me alone in a scary Chuck E. Cheese situation where these okay. animatronics are just behind me and I'm just there with a balloon and a teddy bear and it's just me alone in That's a Chuck E. Cheese. That's creepy. It is creepy, but it's my favorite photo of me. Um, That's good. But what about Five Nights did you like so much? And were you like surprised at how popular it became when it came out? Like it, it exploded. 
It really did explode. What I loved about when I found out about Five Nights at Freddy's that I thought was really cool and interesting was I've always loved horror and that kind of genre and and whatnot. But I think that this the video game has such a broad audience uh, of an age range that there's a way that this could have kind of been an introductory horror film for a younger audience in a way. It's PG-13. It's not rated R. Do you have like an, an audience that doesn't get exposed to like fun, engaging horror um, that can kind of get, you know, gently brought into the genre through this film. So I thought that was really cool. And then also just when I started reading up on, cause I wasn't super familiar with the game and, you know, I, I didn't play it and, and I, I, I'm not much of a gamer myself, yeah. but when I started like reading into the rabid fan base and like the lore that fans create and how many games there are in this, in this crazy yeah. world, it was like, Oh wow. That's a big responsibility. Like yeah. this is a lot to, you know, it's a lot of pressure on this, but thankfully, you know, with, with Blumhouse, with Emma, Tammy, our writer director with uh, Scott Cawthorn kind of behind all of it. Um, we had an amazing team. And, and so for me, one of the things that I was really happy to see that they did was we did real puppetry. It wasn't yeah. CG. It was actual puppetry that Jim Henson studios did. Um, and they were amazing and as an actor to get to actually have something physical to interact with and react to it. it it's a game changer as opposed to just green screen or even in today's world a lot of times they'll just say yeah there's going to be a monster here yeah and there's just absolutely nothing so you know it was it was really cool how that all was was executed how terrifying were the actual puppets? because they looked terrifying the puppets. you know it's the puppets were funny because in one hand and, and this was uh, this was the goal in one hand they wanted them to seem likable and approachable because my younger sister in the movie she like wants to be friends with them so they yeah. couldn't on face value be overly terrifying but in the right lighting with the right stunt actors inside in the motion and the movements it becomes creepy as hell so it's like finding that right balance i think that they they did a really good job kind of kind of walking that line well i've always said like if you're at disneyland and like daisy ducks walking towards you in a weird way it could be terrifying like it could yeah yeah. you know like there's a there's a chance that daisy duck could take you out and that's kind of terrifying they're big they're big big. her shoes are huge Shoes are massive. Yeah. They, and, and those animatronics, I mean, you have large stunt people inside of them, but then, you know, the tops of their heads are, I want to say like seven plus feet. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're big creatures and it's, it's, it's intimidating. It took a lot of like choreographing and blocking to really feel comfortable in the space with them because if they bump into you or they fall over, you're getting like yeah. Squished. Yeah. They're, they're legit. <laughs> you're getting, you're getting taken out. Had you, yeah. I mean, you were, you're, you're a fan of horror, right? Yes. Had, yeah. Had you like going into this, like what sort of, I mean, you can't really prepare watching horror movies, but like, what were your, because mm-hmm. anyone who listens to this, who's going to be, they want to know that your go-to horror movies. Like they're going to know what you loved growing up about horror. Yeah. I mean, I think what I've always loved about horror, I, I, I love anything that scares me. I love, watching horror films, but I also love going to like Halloween horror nights. And I like the feeling that you get of just the jump scare, the adrenaline rush, all of that. I mean, I, I, alien is one of my favorite movies. Mm. Um, I think that it's amazing. Um, I, uh, I've, I've always loved the kind of older, the, the nightmare on Elm street, the, um, Suspiria, the old school one. I don't know. I, I, there's also one that I loved, um, I love Mandy. I'm oh, yeah. Mandy. Yeah, yeah. Mandy, Mandy was great. Yeah. And then I watched the other one of that same same filmmaker, the Under the Under the Black Rainbow. Mm. Um, and there's I don't know. I, I like weird stuff. I love that movie Raw was really cool. Yeah. I, I, I like like just kind of weird and dark. Even like movies like I would even say um 
Oh, what's the Gaspar Noé dance one? Oh, was um, I know which one you're talking about? I can't think of the name. Not into the Into the Void's amazing, but yeah. there was oh, what was it called? Anyways, like that that like it's horror, but it's like horror. It's not horror. It's like adjacent to horror that it just gives you like a very intense yeah. feeling. There is something I think about it's, it's really fun. There's something about that adjacent to horror. Like even for me, like watching Parasite, for example. Like I sure yeah, Parasite. It's a comedy kind of, but it it's actually terrifying if you think about it of someone living Mm -hmm. in your house like downstairs and you don't know (laughs) it for years like years i mean that it's messed up that's scary as fuck that is so scary so like films like that it's terrifying yeah yeah i love that i also love um like you know psychological thrillers when 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 Mm. when you have characters descending into madness yeah i love like the machinist from you know christian bale back in the day and Mm -hmm. i don't know like those kind of like like I think one of the movies that really sparked my interest in, in being an actor was Donnie Darko. Oh yeah. That was one that I really like connected to when I was younger, probably saw that movie way too young. <laughs> thanks to my parents that allowed me to watch kind of anything. Yeah. But, um, what was it about Donnie Darko? I think first of all, like Jake Gyllenhaal was fantastic in it. Jenna Malone, Seth Rogen's first movie, which is funny. He's yeah. in there. The world that was created felt even as like a young kid, when I saw it, I, I felt like I related to this dark, quasi questioning existence nihilistic almost perspective as like a young kid i was just always drawn to like that sort of way of thinking and uh i just i empathized a lot with with his character and and trying to ask the whys in a world that was like had this construct they're supposed to follow and you know you had like the school and their rules and the teacher and the psychiatrist and all these things Mm -hmm. telling you things have to be this way and my i've just always been a very curious kid and being like but why yeah. Why? Why? And so I think that that movie fed that curiosity in a way and, and made me be someone I was like, oh, I can I can I can ask why, because Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal is asking why. In this yeah. Movie. yeah. Um, and, and so I think that 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 always that curiosity was has been a big driving element for me for, for my entire life. It's so interesting. You, you mentioned Donnie Darko just because one of the things that I think is so fascinating about your career. I mean, I think, you know, you, we're roughly around the same age and I've sort of watched you sort of go from hunger games to where you are now and how hunger games could have taken you in a direction, a very different film direction in terms of sort of like focusing on leading man stuff. And like, you know, the, all the, like the, the stuff, the big stuff. And you've really gone in a direction that is like, for the geek in me is sort of exciting <laughs> because it's like, I want to see, cause I like you from hunger games and I want to see you in a, mm. in a movie like five nights or in a, a supporting yeah. role like this, that in beekeeper, that's sort of wild and weird and evil. And in, You've really kind of, I think, surprised a lot of people. Uh, do you feel that way, too, about sort of the things you've been choosing to do and stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I've i never, I'm not, my mom gets so mad at me when I say this. I'm not a goal-oriented person. Like, I, I don't set goals, yeah. really. I, I kind of just go in a direction. And for me, like, what's so cool about, I think, about for me being an actor is getting to explore different characters and different worlds and different genres. And yeah, is there like a kind of an an obvious path to take post-Hunger Games? Yeah, there is. But I made a conscious choice to say no to a lot of things and and not really just follow a predetermined thing that meant that you were going to get to this step and then that step. And then you're like, I never really... That was never something that was interesting to me. I I was always driven more by wanting to do projects that were different and weird and cool and 
And, you know, did I maybe say no to some things that I should have said yes to? I'm sure. But at the same time, like, I, I'm happy with, with where I am right now. And, and I'm excited, you know, looking forward to the future. And, you know, after the success of Freddy's and, and Beekeeper coming up and everything, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what comes next. And yeah. also to, to sort of step into more of the, um, the directorial and, and writing side of things as well um, is something that I'm really, really kind of... Uh, interested in pursuing too. That's, so that's really exciting. Yeah, that's really well. Yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to bring up to you is like I said, I follow your career, but the other thing I follow is, um, well, gay Twitter, the ubiquitous gay Twitter, which is also Instagram, okay. everything. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I love about, and I did a search, I did some sort of data research before I met with you because I wanted to see sort of your metrics and how often people are searching for certain things about you. And gay Twitter <laughs> oh, wow. is obsessed with you. There's the picture of you licking, you're licking your phone. That is the constant <laughs> that has become the go-to thirst response. I mean, I'm oh, sure, good. I'm sure you've seen oh, that. I'm, I'm sure you've seen that, right? I, I remember seeing that photo. The, the truth is I live under a rock. Yeah. I don't, have, I don't, I have Twitter and I have Instagram, but I barely use it. Like I don't, that world to me has been any kind of Twitter straight or gay or curious or whatever. Like I've never really, it's always been so intimidating to me to know yeah. that anyone anywhere can say anything about you yeah. that I just know that it's not good for my psyche yeah. to be involved, but I'm very happy to know that gay Twitter is having me oh. be one of the memes for thirst. That well, just, you know, that, that makes my day. You are one of the, you're not only the memes for <laughs> thirst, you're also one of, and this is both terrifying and also hilarious. Now I feel like we're friends. I feel like we're friends. And so this is the second time we've chatted. So clearly we're, you know, we're friends now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, you're one of the more, most AI generated thirst traps on the internet. <laughs> and I need to show you, cause I, I posted this like, oh I don't know, a while ago and it went, it went everywhere. Um, there's someone posted, did an AI picture of you as a thirst trap that went everywhere. And it was crazy. Can you see this? Can you see this? Can you see this? So, Look at that dreamboat. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. And wow. they went crazy for you. Look Here's at that. The fun Look fun at fact. That. It's not AI. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a photo shoot that I did that I didn't know people were going to see. <laughs> it's insane. You're one of the most crazy. AI That's thirst funny. trapped celebrities out there. It's you and the guy well, who played Superman. So there you go. Well, you know, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> grateful that, that people can imagine me in many forms. I, I, when I saw those images and the, I saw the images right around when I was talking to your team about doing this interview and I immediately was oh, that's like, funny. well, that's my first question. That's, that's funny. <laughs> that's my first thing. I'm that's showing wild. You. I mean, yeah. that stuff's crazy right now. Like where we're at in the world with, with AI and everything, it's, 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 we're in for a wild ride the next few years, I mean, man. I'm, I'm excited your, to see where it goes. But even with what happened to your great grandma, I mean, and them using, yeah. like, I mean, even that AI, I mean, it's terrifying. It's, it's wild. And and the fact that they can make me look that good, first of all, a little unfair because that sets a very high standard for me to try to live up to. But okay. Well, you've been focusing on health. I've, so heard, I'm sure you're I've heard, yes, yes, I'm, I'm doing all right. Not quite there, but you know. <laughs> Well, well, it's, it's it's pretty wild. Well, Josh, that's it. Thanks so much for uh, taking awesome. the time. I have to say that's it because I feel like I've wasted all of that thirst <laughs> energy on you this moment. No, no. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> but this has been fun. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, to chat likewise. With me. Absolutely. Great. We'll talk soon. 
You know you were charmed. You just know you were. He is just so goddamn charming. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Whatever. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And leave a little rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And for the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And while you're there, subscribe to my newsletter. This Friday on the podcast, I'll be doing like an award show catch up sort of thing that's happening because we have the Oscar nominations and the Emmys coming out. Lots of stuff coming up. So subscribe to the newsletter. Stick around on the podcast. Lots of great things to come. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.